I can't focus on these Americans who think that, you know, white power is uber alles. Welcome to Won't Be Silent. I'm your host, political TikToker and opinionator, Abe Gurko. Everyone should be able to voice their opinion. We want people in this current moment of resistance to use their voices. We're here to discuss the many reasons why we can't and won't be silent. Each week we will explore a movement and see if we can bring people together with one goal, to speak up and say, I won't be silent. My guest today is Jay Carey, who is running for Congress in the great state of North Carolina. Welcome. My name is Jay Carey. I live in Hendersonville, North Carolina. It's west of North Carolina. I am running for Congress in North Carolina's newly named 14th district. We had redistricting in North Carolina and it was the 11th. It's now the 14th. It's currently represented or represented by, I can't say that very well, is currently being represented by Madison Cawthorn, but he is abandoning the district and moving to another more Republican district. Really? Yes. She's a she's a pussy, honey. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I just think he is everything wrong with human beings. It's unbelievable. Well, thank you know, in a way, almost good for you that you're gonna have to run against him because the kind of campaign you would have to run against him is gonna be brutal. Well, he's put forth his own candidate within the Republican Party, and there's other multiple uh, Republicans running. But, you know, over the uh, with everything that's been happening in the past five years, honestly, I don't really see any good Republican politicians out there anymore. They've lost their way. That's for sure. I mean, I think we're entering, I think, uncharted territories for the next election, two election cycles. I mean, if we're since there's no accountability for anything that anybody does. Um, yeah, I think, I think that it's, I think it's going to have to be knocked down, drag out fighting. So what's your, uh, what's your district like? Very Republican? Well, we were a fairly solid red district. And then with redistricting, we, uh, lost, uh, two and a half. We had a half a, a county, two and a half counties that were very red. And we gained Watauga, which has App State and Boone which are fairly blue or unaffiliated, so more purple. But the the biggest thing we have going is that we have a huge unaffiliated presence. And the right candidate, uh, me, I, I, you know, I do well with, I I relate very, very well with with, uh, unaffiliated. I have a really good common sense platform that really relates to everybody. And that's what it's going to take to win this district. You know, and and people need to see that they have a candidate that's really willing to work for them. Well, speaking of work, what do you do for work besides running for office? Well, I'm retired U.S. Army and I'm 100 percent disabled. So my work is uh, we have a two year old. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, my wife works, she has her her own business, uh, basically an online business. And uh, our job is raising our two year old, spending time with the rest of the boys. I have four boys total. One is 20. He's going to be 24 soon. He lives down in, in Austin. And a 16 and a 13 year old and spending time with them and and just, you know, making up really it's like making up for lost time for all that time I was in the military. People need to understand that the Democratic Party is the only party that's getting things done. 
The Republicans are voting against everything and not because they're bad ideas it, or it's going to cost too much, like they try to say, but it's because Democrats are, are proposing it. So this hyperpartisanship has been bad for our government. Unfortunately, I don't see it ending anytime soon. That's why we have to continue to drive forward, gain more seats in the House, more seats in the Senate, get those things passed that, that are for the people. And that's what I mean by common sense. My platform is reflective of what people need, what right. people want. You know, and it's not stuff I made up. It's talking with people on the ground, face to face, saying, what are these issues? What are, what are things going on? I, I'm a working class. My parents are working class. My wife is, her family is. We've been working class, you know, for generations. And, you know, we, we talk about the child tax credit. That's helped us, my family. It helps us. We get $800 a month on the 15th, like clockwork now. I don't want that to go away. And it's it's pulled in the first two months, it pulled three and a half million children out of poverty in two months. Imagine what it'll do over a course of a year. Yeah, we, we can eradicate child hunger, child food insecurity. And there's other ways of doing this, too, that we the government needs to provide for a living wage. Fifteen dollars an hour that, that left us behind decades ago. It's at least twenty dollars an hour tied to inflation. Right. That's how we bring up our. Middle class. That's how we bring up all people to be able to be, you know, to, you know, middle class. We don't save our money. We spend our money. We prop up, you know, the working class. We prop up the, the, our economy. Pay us. That's it. Just pay us. Pay us a living wage. They complain about people not working. Why aren't they working? Why should you work if all your money is going to go to childcare? You know, now you're seeing, I don't know if you're seeing it where you're at, but where I'm at in small towns here in Western North Carolina, McDonald's, well, not necessarily McDonald's. But, you know, small fast food restaurants are starting to offer $15, $20 an hour. Sign-on bonuses. You know, they're understanding that, hey, this is the, this is the economy of today. We got to respect workers. We got to respect their, their worth. You know, I tell people, I have a long history, a long family history of, of public service. Both grandfathers were in the military. My mother's father, my mother's from Poland. Her father was in the Polish army and he spent World War II in a concentration camp. Get out of here. My mom was in a concentration camp. Yeah. So, you know, we we understand my family. It was a culture that I was brought up in service, you know, and I retired in 2012. But I've decided now it's time for me to run and to and to further that that social and that that uh, that service, you know, that sense of service to, to nation, to country, to people, because I believe that what I stand for is what we need in Congress right now. We need veterans. We need we need good Democrats. We need people that are willing to stand up to the Republicans and not let them, let those few have the loudest voice. Well, that's what I'm saying, that in order to kind of counteract that kind of horrendous loud voice. We're, we're fighting for the soul of this country, of America. This is what Democrats need to keep in mind. We're fighting for the soul, very soul of this country. And if we don't turn out, and we don't vote good Democrats that actually represent them and are willing to stand up for them into these elected positions, regardless if it's local, all the way up to our president. If we aren't doing this, then we're failing our country and we're allowing it to happen. Like, look, I was in Iraq in 2007-8 uh, during the surge. I was in charge of a small team, we're a mid-team, military transition team. We trained local uh, a local military uh, infantry battalion, and we went into the communities. And I worked with people who 
probably just a few weeks prior to that was act, they were actively trying to kill me. You know, but you had to look past that. You got to look past that shit, that stuff. You can't allow that to sway you. You got to be stronger than that. If I could work with, uh, you know, if I could deal with people who were actually trying to kill me at one time, I can work with anybody. No one else is a challenge. Bober, any of the people like that, they're not a challenge because they're not going to, they're not a threat. And let's not give them that power. That's what we got to tell people that that they're not a direct threat to you, like me personally, if I wasn't, you know, when I'm in Congress, but they are a threat to our 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 very survival as a country. Well, and we've got to stand up to them. I think I think you're being kind. I think these people are a threat to our lives. Okay, so we had uh, Tropical Storm Fred came through and it decimated uh, a couple of our towns. One town in particular, Crusoe, nine mile long stretch of town, about a thousand people, six people died. Most of the town was destroyed by by a 12 feet of water come flying through downtown, through all their homes. I went out there a couple of weeks later and I was out there digging out basements, helping people to recover. It's a red as red can be town. I'll tell you what, I didn't ask, didn't tell them I was running. Me, I put the campaign on hold. My wife going out there and, and she also was, uh, you know, she was out there um, volunteering. We did the work. I've got the pictures. I've got the video of, hey, look, and I'm the only one doing that. Our actual representative rolled down a street once, took a couple of pictures and was out. We were the last people to get money. Last, that was the last county to get approved for disaster. Now it takes a little bit longer in North Carolina, but it didn't take that damn long. Other places, New York City got approved for disaster money before Crusoe did. And Crusoe happened weeks before that. I made a call. I contacted somebody in, in, in Speaker Pelosi's office. That morning, that afternoon, the president signed the paperwork. No one's doing things for us, period. Well, that is your job to convince them that that is what you've already been doing and you want to continue. Absolutely. I was in I was in Washington, D.C. with Common Defense. I went and met them there, that, that organization, to stand up for voting rights yeah. and the poor people's campaign. Yeah, that's a whole other tragedy. Oh, absolutely. So we, I was, I've been out there and I make, you know, I ain't sure people know this, that I am going out there. If I have to spend my own money, I go out there. I get it done because that's what's important because no one else is doing it. People talk a good game. I called out other people saying, hey, you know, how about your church volunteer, getting some of your people from your church to volunteer, go out to Crusoe and help these people that are literally living on the ground. No heat. No running water. Homes have been turned upside down, smashed, and down the river. There's homes that are 30 feet from their from their from their from where they originally sat. You know, it's a it's a disgrace. Nobody else showed up. Nobody could be bothered. You right. know, and I'm not just talking lay people. I'm talking about candidates, Democratic candidates refusing to go out there using their organizing skills to get people out there to help them for just a day. Couldn't be bothered. Too busy. Yeah. Screw that. Yeah. You're never too busy to help people. Helping people doesn't have a political party. And if we don't work together, we ain't going to get crap done. Well, when Sandy happened, I was living in New York when Hurricane Sandy happened in New York, remember? Mm -hmm. Kind of devastated a bit area. My sister and I, the next day, we went out and were like digging shit out of people's basements. It was horrifying. Disgusting. I mean, and that's it's terrible. You have to, you know, when it comes to catastrophes, I mean, it's weird. Anyway, but you know, it's not... When we have a catastrophe, it's not the big government that comes into play. It's you and me. You saw that. You made a difference for somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And that's huge because that person can go and make a difference for somebody else next time. 
So this is how it works, you know, and we've got to work together, you know, but if, if people are Republicans, they don't want to work, then, then I don't need you. I don't want you around. If no one wants to work with me, I'll do it on, I'll do it on my own if I have to. All right. And I can, cause I have done that. Look, I just want to say, I wish you, you know, Godspeed and a healthy and happy holiday season. I'm happy to talk you up. I'm going to edit this down. It's going to probably air in January. Okay. Because I'm doing a new podcast that I'm going to launch in the new year. We're doing a soft launch through December, but it's stuff I already have. Um, but yeah, I wish you, you know, I w- I'd like to see people like you with your enthusiasm and grit and your ability to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to fight. You got to quote that shit. Put that on a T-shirt. Anyway. But um, yeah, I just wanted to say it was a pleasure to get a conversation in with you. Be good. Thank you so much. Don't be silent.